0: If you've experienced a DNA surprise, you know that your emotions can range from shock, to denial, to grief, to anger, to confusion, to joy, and around again. And sometimes it's hard to find people who understand this unique experience. Sometimes we feel a little stuck as we navigate this journey. That's why we created the DNA Surprise Retreat. At the DNA Surprise Retreat, you'll enjoy six expert-led sessions to help you process your DNA surprise. You'll eat delicious catered meals, and most importantly, you'll build beautiful friendships with people who understand you, all in a stunning private ranch facility in the Arizona desert. If you've had shocking DNA test results, know that you're not alone. This retreat is for you. Join us September 19th through the 22nd, 2024 in Phoenix, Arizona. Registration is open now. Reserve your space at dnasurpriseretreat.com. I'll see you there.
1: Everyone kept saying that I looked like Don, but I never saw it. I would look at him and think, maybe, but I could never see it. But I saw it when I met Bill and I saw it when she showed me pictures of his mother and said, "You look just like her and I and I can see it.
0: Welcome to DNA Surprises, a podcast that delves into the world of unexpected DNA discoveries. I'm your host, Alexis Auerselt. In July 2021, my life took a surprising turn when I found out that I'm an NPE, a person who has experienced a non-paternal event. In other words, my biological father isn't who I thought he was. Join me as we explore the stories of NPEs, adoptees, and donor-conceived people and their families. Get ready to unravel the astonishing journeys that begin with a simple DNA test. This is DNA Surprises. What is more shocking than one NPE discovery? Two NPE discoveries. In this week's episode, Pam shares how she spent 20 years believing that her dad wasn't her biological father, but another man with whom she had a strained relationship. Imagine her surprise when, after the invention of commercial DNA tests, she uncovered another truth, that her biological father was someone else entirely. Pam shares how differently she handled her first NPE versus her second, and why she's chosen to make peace with her discoveries instead of feeling angry about them. Thank you, Pam, for sharing your story.
1: Uh, My first name is Pam. I'm 57. And I live in Michigan. In 1993, I found out that my father who raised me was not my biological father. So what happened was my sister graduated from college, didn't really have a job. My mom asked her to go take care of our grandfather, her dad, who had just had surgery, So she did. And she said, I have a friend in town that I still talk to. So I will connect him to you. He can show you around. So you're not sitting at your grandfather's. So one night, months later, I get this phone call. And she said, well, you remember when I was talking to this person, he was showing me around town. And I said, yeah, did you get any information about mom? Because We had never gotten any information about her. We didn't really know anything about her growing up, her life as a child, very little. So she said, Well, I did find a lot of information. And I also found out the person who has been showing me around town is actually your biological father. And I, of course, didn't know what to say.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And because in 1993, you didn't hear about that. You didn't have the internet. You don't have podcasts. I did not know what to say. I don't really remember the rest of that night. <laughs> I was very surprised.
0: Oh, How old were you when you found I out? I was
1: 27. I was 27. 27. I had an 18-month-old. So I had a baby. And my then-husband and my mom did not get along. So there was... A little bit of discord there. So hearing that, then finding out that my whole entire family knew. My mm-hmm. my dad, my birth certificate, birth certificate father, I refer to as my dad. He knew, his wife knew, the whole family knew, my sister knew, my brother knew, everybody knew.
0: What was the story? How did your birth certificate father know?
1: So, when I called him that night or the next day, I can't remember which he said he knew, so what happened was he met my mom, my mom went to Hawaii where my dad was stationed and to visit her brother. So they knew each other. He introduced her to my dad. They knew each other for two weeks. He really liked her. She went back home he She called him up one day and said. I'm pregnant and the guy who's a father dumped me and he said, well, I thought you were nice for two weeks. So come on down here and I'll marry you.
0: Oh, wow. And that's, Okay.
1: Yeah. So she flew down. They met in California. He was stationed in Hawaii. So I was born in Hawaii. So remember that because I'm going to come back to that okay. Hawaii situation. To be totally honest, I probably did not handle the whole thing very well with my mom Again, I had no idea how to, I didn't know what to do. Like Again, there was no internet. You didn't have any resources whatsoever. Nobody knew anything about this. I was upset with her. I was supposed to go visit her for Thanksgiving. I never went. My sister talked me into coming out to see her and to meeting my biological father. His name is Don. So I, I went. I was really nervous. I was really curious. So I went. My mom was upset. I just wanted to find out what was going on. She would not tell me anything. She said I had to come see her to find out. She would not talk to me over the phone. Looking back, I could probably think that was probably a good idea. But I wasn't thinking straight. Still a little bit in shock. So I went out there to my sister. I met him. Very nice. But I was just overwhelmed. And... Mm -hmm. It was not something I, you know, would probably, if I thought more about it, would probably change. I would probably do things a little different.
0: What would you change? I probably would have
1: maybe gone to my mother first. I would have talked to her to see what her um, version of it was. Because to this day, I don't have her version because she's never talked to me about it. But I'll get into that. So there's been no communication. So thinking back, if I had to do things over again, I would have gone to visit her and had a conversation with her. Sure. So his story, so he, they dated through high school and after high school, he broke up for a little bit. He joined the army reserve. He was going to be stationed in California. He ended up going back to Great Falls and they ended up hooking up and being back together again and then one day she went on vacation to go visit her brother back in Hawaii and never came back Mm -hmm. and he said that he knew that they were pregnant they went to a clinic and she told him that she was pregnant and he was looking for a place for them to live he thought they were going to get married And She never came back from Hawaii. So that obviously is when she called my dad and ended up staying down there.
0: So what did you think when you heard his version of events? I was surprised.
1: Didn't really know what to think. I thought that doesn't really sound like her. But then as I'm finding out different things throughout the years, yes, it does sound like her. Mm. So she was very secretive about everything. We didn't really know a whole lot about her family. Uh, she didn't really talk a lot about her past. I think it was because she was trying to hide the truth of who my biological father was. He did say that throughout the years, she did contact him. They did have phone conversations. There was one time we went back to visit my grandparents when I was really little and he met me, I don't remember this, but he said that they got together and he did meet me again. I don't remember. So he's thought since he knew me, he was, I don't know what conversations they had about why Mm -hmm. she did what she did. He didn't really go on to say, but I could tell that he was still upset over the whole thing. But his version was whenever he had talked to her, she steered him away from wanting to meet me because he wanted to meet me and she would not let him reach out to me.
0: Okay. And so this is what Don, your biological father, tells you. This is his version of events. The other version that you got was from your dad, your birth certificate father. Yes. Based on what your mother told him, but you never talked to your mom specifically about this. No. Do, you, do you think that your birth certificate father believed that Don didn't want anything to do with you, and that's why he agreed?
1: I truly believe that he believed that because he was that kind of person. I believe my mother lied. According to Don, he thought that because he didn't have a great job, my dad was in the military, he was an officer guaranteed paycheck, security that that's why she did what she did. Okay. and that's okay. these two guys, these two men speculating more Don than anything. My dad didn't really say too much because he was didn't really want to talk about it.
0: Did you go back to your dad based on what Don told you and and ask? Yes.
1: And he couldn't validate what he had said. All he knew was, this is what your mother told me. I thought I am saving her and let's get married. And then my dad died six months later. Mm. So it was quite sudden. So I didn't have that anymore as a, I didn't have him anymore as a support or someone to talk to or, um, to ask questions because he was, bas- he was there. He was the only one that would ask, ask questions Okay, that I could ask questions and he would give me answers. So, uh, Don gave me answers, but again, I felt there was a lot more emotion in there
0: mm-hmm. and I didn't
1: know how accurate those answers were and years following, he would, whenever we would have a conversation, it would be all about him and my mother. And so it was very he was very focused on him and my mom and what happened, understandably, but it was like we're talking 20 years later, he still can't get over what my mom did, which, you know, I I can't put myself in those shoes. So
0: Right. Yeah. If his version of events is that he wanted to have you in his life and thought he was gonna have a whole family, that's a very traumatic thing that happened to him. But it sounds like he wasn't able to get past that to focus on building a relationship with you, you know, in the nineties and on. So did you stay in touch with them then throughout the years? Did you build a relationship?
1: I, I visited him three times and then I had another baby and then he and his wife came to visit once. So four times, I think I saw him. Then after that, we really didn't Life got busy. The kids were in school And we really didn't have too much of a conversation or a relationship. There was years we didn't talk because, again, it was always about him and my mom. And I just really eventually got tired of it. My mother and I were having issues. We didn't talk for a number of years. He, I didn't want to say anything negative about my mom. I didn't want to hear anything negative about my mom either. It was really a rough time. He and his wife eventually got divorced. Then I went through a divorce. Flash forward to 2018. My sister got a 23andMe DNA kit in the mail, sent one to me, asked me to take one. So this is Christmas, of course. So into January, February 2019, I got my results back. Didn't really pay much attention. I was more into the ethnicity part of the whole thing. So I think it was maybe sometime end of February, March, my sister was looking at the results and called me and said, have you looked at your DNA ethnicity park sites? And I said, no, not really. She said, so Don is 100% Scandinavian. And I said, yes, I already knew that because he had gone through his family history with me. She said, you are not Scandinavian you have no Scandinavian.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I said, Oh, okay. And I wasn't getting it, it went right over my head. And she said, no, there's just, she goes, I don't think you could be his daughter. I'm like, what? <laughs> no idea. So she said, you need to call and ask him to take a 23 andme test. I think I ended up emailing him because I couldn't get a hold of him. He was very adamant about not taking it. He said, they're not accurate. He doesn't believe in them. They're just a fad. And I said, well, they've really come a long way. I'd really like it if you did. I didn't really, I kind of touched on, I'm not really Scandinavian. So maybe you're not as Scandinavian as you think. I tried to went that route.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he eventually agreed reluctantly. A month or two later, he got the results back. And he's like, I don't even care. Here's my username and password. You look at it. So my sister and I are looking at the results. And he's like 85% Scandinavian. And I'm still like 1%. And there was no matches. So we went to the matches. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't on my list. So I think I had a phone conversation with him and said, look. I don't know what this means. All I know is this is what my ethnicity is. I was all English. Actually, I'm like 57% English. And then there's a little bit of Russian, a little bit. They have like 2 or 3% of this, that or the other thing.
0: Yeah.
1: And I said, you're 85% Scandinavian. And I said, you're not showing up on my matches. And he said, well, these things are a hoax. And I said, no. He didn't believe it. And I said, okay, so we just kind of agreed to disagree. He was upset. So I didn't take it any further. So my thought was just to make me feel better. I wanted to take the ancestry test. And I had my sister take it too, because she's my point of reference. So I know that where she is and then who the relatives are. Mm -hmm. Did that same results came back. He did not show up. What happened was a close relative showed up and it, they say, if you look aunt, cousin, grandmother, whatever. So based on her age, we figured she had to be an aunt. It couldn't be a grandmother because I knew who my grandmother was. I knew my mom's age and she was like 10 years older than my mom. So I knew it wasn't something like that. So we figured it had to be an aunt. Didn't have any idea. I did randomly choose 23 and me and Ancestry had one per uh, distant cousin, like a second cousin. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was on both lists. So I emailed him and said you're on 23, me and Ancestry. And I and trying to figure out who this person is, who's a close match. And he said, like, Oh, I know that person. That's my aunt. And I'm like, what?
0: So, mm, so this is a cousin.
1: This is a, it's like a second cousin. Okay. So it, it was, I think it was her husband's sister is his mom. So it's like an aunt-in-law.
0: So how are you feeling once you realize Don is not your biological father after 25 years, after your initial NPE? I did not
1: feel from the very beginning very connected to him. And I think I I'm hoping people understand what I'm talking about that you just feel a connection
0: mm-hmm. and you
1: just know it like feels like okay this feels right. I never felt that connection. It felt like it was almost forced on me by him. Like he's you're my daughter and I can understand where it was coming from, but I just didn't feel it. Mm -hmm. And then we didn't talk for a number of years. Life got in the way. He was not very very good at communicating. I would call him and say, well, I haven't heard from you forever. Well, I haven't heard from you either. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm not playing this game. I would reach out, but it was, he was willing to talk. But again, it was all about my mother. There was not very much else going on. I didn't really have that big of a connection with him. So when they found out about this, I thought things are starting to kind of click into place. Like now I know why I didn't feel this connection. Now I know why now there's another piece to the puzzle. So to backtrack a, a little bit, I had found out I had cancer in 2011. And when I asked my mom, I said, I need to know my health history for all the forms you have to fill out. And she said, well, well, All you have is heart, high blood pressure in your family. And that's it. I said, there's no cancer. No, but I said, well, I need to know a paternal side. She goes, I already know the paternal side. That's what it is. You're fine. And I said, Mm. okay. So in the meantime, back to when Don was not very accepting, I took the ancestry test. I did not tell him that I took it cuz I didn't want to hurt his feelings. Yeah. You know, he mm-hmm. he was upset. I can understand. I've listened to enough podcasts to understand and I learned a lot from these too and maybe become a little bit more empathetic. So, by then my mother and I had reached out. We had been communicating more and I figured I'd start to come to a place after I found out about Don, like, I think I know there's something going on, but we started getting along a little bit better. So this cousin knew everything about who my family was. So I was very, 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 very excited. So apparently this aunt, he figured had to be my aunt to her brother would be my biological father. He said that's the only person I could think of because there's no other people that age. They only had one brother, but he didn't really know anything else about him. I reached out to her. She never answered, Of course. I figured, well, I'm not gonna even I, I'm not gonna bother her because my goal was not to upset anybody. I know how upsetting some of these things can be. A couple months later, on 23andMe, I get a, another close match, but it's the same last name as what the aunt was. I emailed this person and said a little bit of what, I didn't go into detail. I just said, I'm just looking for some relatives. You guys are showing up on my DNA test. Who are you? And he said, well, we're from this part of the country. And I said, well, do you know anyone with this last name? Because that's the name that this cousin had given me that he thought it was her maiden name, her brother's last name. And he's like, "Nope, I don't know anyone by that. And I know who this person is. That's my grandma, the aunt that Mm. showed up in mine. He said, that's my grandma. So her son or daughter would be his parent. So it would be like my second cousin. He said, but I've never heard of this, this man. And I said, okay, well, that's fine. Well, then he pops up like two months later on the ancestry test. So he must have taken ancestry as well. And then one night I get an email saying, so and so has emailed you. So I go on to my ancestry and he said, hi, we talked on 23andMe. I'm over at my grandma's house. I saw that we connected again on ancestry. I just read her emails that you had sent to her a while ago. So yes, I didn't know that I had an uncle. He had passed away a long time ago, come to find out. And his name is Billy. And mm. yes, that's her brother. And he is your biological father. Wow. So, I did get that. I found out he had passed away in 1976. So a long time ago. So that was shocking. That was very surprising.
0: Well, how did you feel hearing that and realizing that?
1: I felt excited, nervous. Like I wanted more information, but I didn't want to overwhelm them. Like I just wanted to like, I didn't want to be, I'm in your face asking you questions. Yeah. So I, I had, I was trying to calm myself down at the same time. I wanted to ask everything. So I'm getting excited and I'm telling my husband and I'm getting all excited. He's like trying to bring me back down. Like you're going to, he didn't want to see me get hurt again Mm
0: -hmm. as I had been Mm -hmm. in the
1: past. So he said, he said, okay, so find out whatever you can. I got very little information. He said he has a son, so my half-brother, he said he's on Facebook. Look, Go ahead and look for him. We don't want to be contacted again. So God bless.
0: Wow. How did that feel?
1: Well, not surprising. I was not surprised Mm
0: -hmm. at all. So he
1: gave me who would be my half-brother's name. He said he had the same name. So he's on Facebook. I looked on Facebook. Well, there's 50 people with the same name. So I did email him back and said, I'm sorry to bother you, but do you have a picture of him or his Facebook profile? Because I can't find him on Facebook. He sent me that. So that was very nice of him. Then I was able to see who my brother was. So that was very surprising and exciting.
0: Yeah. Did you reach out to him?
1: I did. I emailed, of course, I emailed him that night and said, Hi, so I'm looking for my biological father. And I came around some information and I gave the name of the cousin, who apparently, his grandmother is my aunt. So that makes your father my father. Question mark, question mark. I looked up the email and I remember I'm like, I'm such an idiot. I never should have just said everything, but I was just in my excitement. Yeah. I just threw it all out there. Yeah. So he responded in five minutes. He's like, Really? Great. And I'm like, What? He goes, What questions do you have? So I kind of backtracked and gave him the whole story, not my whole story, but just how I found him. Mm -hmm. So he gave me more information that my biological father was in Vietnam, had served three tours, was a POA for a little bit, prison of war, POW, sorry. And eventually passed away from cardiac issues and he's buried in Arlington Cemetery. He said he didn't really know very much about him. He did not grow up with him. He, okay. Met him again when he was eight. He died like eight years later. So, my brother is actually four years older than I am. When Billy, my biological father, passed away, he was on his, I think, third marriage. So, it wasn't my brother's mom. So, he would visit him. So, that's why he hadn't seen him in so long. So, I went to, because I, for my dad, I had gone to the VA and gotten his military records. So I did the same for Billy and I got his military and they sent me his medical records. So I had everything, which was unusual. I don't even know if he can even still do that now. So I have everything and I made copies and I sent them to Bill, uh, my brother. So he did not have any way, they're the same name. So he did not have any way to, he didn't know how to look it up. So he wanted a copy of them as well.
0: Wow. So. Did you learn anything from those records?
1: I did. It Actually, it's funny because his military record kind of lined up with, we're trying to figure out where he met my mom and how they could have met because I knew where my mom was living and I knew where he was from, but we're trying to figure out where Hawaii came in. So we could not figure it out, but he had a very... Very interesting military career. So it was very interesting. It's interesting that he's buried at Arlington too. I don't think you can even go there anymore and get buried. So I have not been there yet. It's on my list of things to do. But Don comes back, I think like three months later, like all this happened within a year and says, I ran into this guy that I grew up with, your your mom and I grew up with, out and about in town, and we were talking, and he asked how my daughter was, meaning me. And he said, well, we found out that he's not my biological father anymore. And he said, this other person is. And he goes, really? I know who that is. And he said, really? <laughs> who is this person? Yeah. Because even my sister and I were trying to figure out what happened. One night stand, Like we were just hypothesizing all over the place. So what ended up happening is that when my mother was going out to visit her brother, even months prior to meeting my dad, there was a whole bunch of people from their hometown. So they had all met up. So this guy introduced my mom to Billy. And so they had been together for like six months.
0: And
1: yeah, so they had a relationship of sorts. And back then, you could fly to Hawaii, I guess it was like $45 back then
0: Mm -hmm.
1: in the 60s, which that would be great if it was like that now.
0: Yes, (laughs) sure would. Yeah.
1: So she had made several trips. And so then she ended up coming back. She and Don got back together. And apparently, Billy came back to their hometown which Billy is not from, he's from the same state, but not the same area, but he came to where my mom grew up to visit her because he ran into his friend and he's like, what are you doing here? And he said, well, I came here to visit somebody. So he and my mom did see each other one more time. So Mm. if you go back nine months from when I was born, it's right in that area.
0: So your mom did meet Billy in Hawaii. There was a group of friends that we're all from this hometown. Billy was not from there, but he was part of the friend group. Yeah. And that's how they met. They had a six month, some sort of relationship. And then it it even went so far as he went to visit her back in the continental on mainland. Yeah. Okay. And so that's when you were probably conceived. Yeah. Wow. I'm just struck by like how much, you finding out this story was almost pure luck because it's Don running into somebody telling him this and then getting the story. Wow!
1: Exactly, it is insane. So, Don was night. He was excited more than I was. I think he's like now we know what happened and because Don and I still talk. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you cannot talk to somebody
0: after right, so, for many so years. long. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: So he was more excited, I think, than I was. I was just like, wow, this is interesting. And he was very, very excited for me, I think, too, and to find out. Several things happened. So we found out what it was. I told my brother. We ended up meeting last year. I went out to visit him, my husband and I did. Very nice. I met his mom. I met his brother. I met cousins. They're all very welcoming. I mean, that ending was kind of what everybody wishes that yeah. thing, the acceptance and, and everything. So it was a great visit. We still talk all the time, planning another trip. I don't know when, but he's very excited to meet me. His family's wonderful. His mom and I text all the time.
0: Did you feel that connection with him that you mentioned that you didn't feel with Don?
1: I did. I did. There is an instant connection. We look very much alike. I have a bunch of pictures from that cousin. He had a box. He ended up sending me a bunch of pictures of Billy, of the family, of all the brothers and sisters. Actually, there was one brother that passed away. So it was like him and his sisters and my grandmother. And when I met My brother's mom, Bill's mom, she said, you look just like Billy's mother. Mm. So for the first time in my life, I looked like somebody.
0: Yeah. and
1: So that was very nice to hear. I was very excited about it. I did. My sister did tell my mother that we had talked and she said, you should tell mom, see what she says. She did say something to her. My mom got very upset. She said she can call me, but I don't want her to get upset like last time. And I, again, full disclosure, I probably did not handle it very well. If I could go back and do things over again, I would. But
0: but this, and I this said, kind of thing was like, just to give yourself some grace. I mean, this was, like you said, there weren't resources. It wasn't through an ancestry test. You couldn't Google how to respond. Like, it was wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was,
1: yeah. It was, yes. I talked to her. She was very upset. She said, it's not true. I said, well, you don't know. And it gave his name. I said, you don't know this person? Nope. I don't know him. Don's your father. You look like him. You act like him. You talk like him. We just all know it. And she said, and... I'm not talking about this any further. And if anybody ever comes up to me and brings this up again, I will never talk to you or your sister ever again. And I said, okay. I said, I'm not mad at you. I have no judgment. I said, I'm just letting you know. And she said, never again. And so we have never talked about it. So there's no information from my mom's side at all. She will not give any information. So it's, an absolute blessing that I was able to find out from Don what happened and he knew that I would never find out. So I think that's part of his excitement was helping me get some closure. And I feel that I really have gotten closure from this whole entire thing.
0: hmm Do you still talk to your mom generally? Yes. So after finding out
1: about Billy as being my biological father. I think I had well a lot of maturity, obviously. Yeah. Listening to the podcast that I've listened to, set so there's several of them out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think helped put a lot of things into perspective. There's still a lot of people with a lot of anger towards their mother. I had after my first initial cancer, I ended up getting cancer again. And I just kind of, between that, listening to the podcast, I just kind of came to a point where I don't want to live my life angry. And honestly, when you're 18, 19 years old, or you're not married, who hasn't done something they're not overly proud of? Yeah. I truly believe she had no idea that that someone other than Don was my biological father. I truly, in my heart, believe that we were angry at each other for over 25 years. And I just don't want to be angry anymore. I don't hold any judgment against her. She's 77 years old. So I figured you're only here for one life, make it the best you can. And I just don't want to live with any anger. So we do talk on a regular basis. We do have a really decent relationship. And I think the biggest part of that too is find finding out answers. Finding even if I didn't find out how they met, finding out that Billy was actually my biological father gave me a sense of peace that I feel so much better about myself. And Mm -hmm. I just, if that makes sense, have like Mm -hmm. a little bit of closure. So yeah. I think
0: that helps a lot. What has helped you, do you think, reach this place of peace? You mentioned podcasts. What else has helped you process all of this information? Well,
1: listening to the
0: podcast, because you get a lot of insight
1: and information, I would love to say therapy, but I can't.
0: Mm. I
1: did go into therapy back in the 90s. It was not helpful. Nobody understood anything about what I was talking about. I didn't go for very long. I did reach out to a therapist a couple times before I found out about Billy and really no one was really able to do anything to help me out. I think there's just not enough therapists trained with the knowledge base behind this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, um, I was actually about six months before I was getting ready to meet my brother, Bill. I was getting very anxious and I did reach out to a therapist. She was very good. She's like the best of anyone I've talked to just to kind of help me work through my anxiety. Cause I was very nervous about meeting him mm-hmm. because of course I, I didn't know if he was going to like me. I booked a whole trip out West. What if, what am I going to do if he's like, no? Nah, I don't think so. And then I'm stuck six more days. My husband and I like, what are we going to do? She helped me work through the anxiety. You know, I would love to say that therapy could help, but I think it was just listening to the podcast, honestly, and listening to everyone's advice and the support groups and reaching out to people. There's different, I don't even remember even some of the books I've read about it specifically. They're very good. Some of the articles, I wish I could go to some conferences if they were closer to where I lived. That would be great. But I would love to go to some of those. But mostly the podcasts and the support groups have really helped me a lot.
0: I know you've mentioned that you've now had cancer twice. How are you doing today?
1: Great, great. Everything is much better. That goes back to the whole finding out who your biological father parents to adoption, whatever. It's important to know these things because cancer does run in his side of the family.
0: It does. Okay.
1: I just think finding out who you belong to and even medical history-wise is so important. Yeah. So many different reasons. But medically speaking, I I would have been able to I don't know if I would have caught anything earlier, but it would be nice to know. So now I do have a full medical history. So that is really good to pass on to my children.
0: What's next for you in your journey? You mentioned going to see Bill again, your brother.
1: Yes, like to go see him. I would like to make a trip out to Washington, D.C., you know, and go to where Billy is buried. Other than that, I'm just trying to make... Happy connections and Bill and I talk very much all the time. And that's that's the best you can do. Hopefully he'll come out and visit me. And other than that, I think I'm very much at peace now finding out the answers and finding out how they met. I know even though my mother doesn't want to talk about it, I can understand. I'm not passing judgment on her, but I think again as i said before if i could go back and change things i probably would have had more of a conversation with her prior to going out and meeting don and maybe i would have gotten more answers it was just really it was really a lot of luck that i had had a lot of people the right people at the right time that i reached out to reach out to me help me out i mean i don't think he could have asked for anything Better, honestly
0: that's so much of you it know. isn't it just the right people checking in and it, it is it's it's work right it's the research too but there is a good amount of luck in finding
1: it is and I I do have to say that finding out about Billy uh, was a lot easier for me to go through that change in transition versus the first time when I found out about Don I feel that I didn't want to go back. I didn't want to get upset again. That was a bad time. That was just, I didn't know what to do when that happened. And so I think asking the right questions, doing the right research, I can't, I know that when people find these out, they probably go through a little bit of, oh my gosh, I don't know why, because I had been there 25 years ago, but I'd been there before. Yeah. I know what that's like. The second time around was easier because you have more resources, you have ancestry, you have DNA angels that can help you map out your genealogy. I was lucky enough to get a cousin that helped me out. So that I think is very helpful for me the second time.
0: Mm. Thank you for offering that perspective on the difference through time because you've, you had NPEs at two very different moments in time. So you could really compare what those experiences were like. What advice would you offer a parent who is keeping a DNA surprise from their child?
1: I think what I would advise is that you need to be honest and you need to figure out when that would be the good time to tell them. Sometimes as a child, sometimes as an adult, but you need to find your time To tell them because one way or another, they're going to find out and it's better to come from you and to be very honest with them. As much as you don't want to be honest, you probably don't want to go back and relive those memories or those feelings. You don't have to get blatantly honest with them. But I think being as honest as you can comfortably be and give them the answers they need to find out what they need to find out, I think it's going to come out. No matter
0: what. And you've been through this twice now. So, what advice do you have for someone who just discovered that they're an NPE?
1: I would take a deep breath, maybe take a day or two days if you can. I know that's going to be really hard. If you can, reach out to your mother to try and get answers again. I've heard so many different stories. My mother is one story. She will not talk to me about it to this day, but trying to at least find out what you can from the source and then reach out to anyone you can on your ancestry list, family, friends at the time, DNA angels. I hear are a great resource. So that's my, that would be my advice and try not to overreact. (laughs) as I know I probably did the first time, it's hard. It is very, hard. So seeing that and not doing that are two different things. But that's why I say take a day or two and just pull your thoughts together and just think about what you want to say. Because I think initially, if I had had a day or two to think, I probably would have been a little bit level-headed and I would have made a
0: different choice. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Pam, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your very unique story. Really appreciate you sharing all of your insights into how you processed and what the differences are between the two. And I wish you the best as you continue building your relationship with your newfound brother. Thank you. Thank
1: you so much for having me on the podcast I really think these podcasts do a lot for helping people so thank you again for having me
0: thanks again to Pam for sharing her story if you have a DNA surprise you'd like to share submit your story at dnasurprisespodcast.com until next time this episode of DNA surprises was produced and edited by me Alexis Auerselt it was mastered by Josh Auerselt of Siren Recording Studios. For early access to episodes and exclusive behind-the-scenes content, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash surprises.